0: You're listening to the Hero of the Story, presented by the Gospel Project. The Hero of the Story helps you study and teach the story of redemption from all Scripture. Now, join your hosts, Aaron Armstrong and Brian Dembozik.
1: Hey, everybody! Welcome to today's episode of the Hero of the Story. I'm Aaron, and with me today is a special guest. Um, Uh, Drew Dixon, who is the student editor of one of our sister Bible study brands at Lifeway Explore the Bible, and he is also the chief content nerd and co-founder of a new initiative called Love Thy Nerd, um, which is a, um, how would you describe, how would you best describe that? So
0: our, our mission at Love Thy Nerd is to be the love of Jesus to gaming and nerd culture. To nerds and nerd culture. So we want to, um, yeah, I think the church, by and large, hasn't done a great job of um, loving and pointing nerds to Jesus. So Mm -hmm. we want to kind of come in and and do that, basically. We want to um, share the hope and love of Jesus with um, people, I think, who... To some degree have been ignored by the church yeah at best you know, yeah demonized or, at worst yeah at oh best.
1: totally totally well I mean you remember the the, uh, the, the far-off days of ought of nine where, uh, where every sermon had some kind of some kind of mocking moment for, for young men who played video games
0: oh yeah yeah. yes yeah, for sure yeah, yeah. so we want to kind of correct some of that um, also we want to equip the church to be able to engage uh, gaming and nerd culture, yeah, um, in ways that are going to be good, beautiful, and true, and beneficial to them, and also help them to join us on mission in sharing the hope and love of Jesus, yeah, in cultures that maybe um, wouldn't they wouldn't initially be comfortable to them. Yeah, because I think Jesus did. Like I think Jesus went to uh, to people who were kind of. Ignored by the religious leaders of his day. Yeah, uh, a little bit. And and so since he was up to that kind of thing, we want to figure out some winsome ways to do that.
1: Yeah, very cool. Very cool. So, so what is it about um, nerd culture that is attractive to to people?
0: I think it has a lot to do with um, like ec- ex- acceptance and community. Okay. Uh, I think people have found acceptance and community communities of acceptance, if you will, around nerd properties that they, that they love. Um, if you're really into, um, and, and, you know, I think American culture in a lot of ways, a lot of like our communal spaces where we hang out and, and are together a lot of times in America, I think that revolves around music or sports. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and there's a lot of people that that's not them, especially sports. A lot of people who are kind of nerdy, like, they're not going to go to the big Super Bowl party, or if they go, they're going to feel awkward and out of place. Um, and so I think, you know, when communities get together to play, I um, hope this is okay to say, but Dungeons & Dragons or um, uh, any other board game, you know, or, yeah. or or you know even video games. Online video games is a huge thing. So these people who don't have a good community around them have found acceptance and found community and found people they can hang out with and, and play games together and things like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think I think that's the biggest driving force, um, and, and passion too. You know, people are passionate about these these uh, nerd properties like Star Wars and oh, Star yes. Trek and um, Game of Thrones <laughs> these days. You know. Um, so. Yep. You
1: know. Yeah. Well, and we just had uh, out in the out in the larger world just the other week was um, the San Diego Comic Con, yep. and that draws. Tens of thousands of people. Yeah,
0: I think like hundred and fifty thousand people or something. Yeah, it's something crazy cr- like that. It's at. ridiculous. Don't quote me on that number, no. but it's massive.
1: Yeah, it is a huge, huge number. Um and it is fascinating to see to see what that's like just from a distance. Yeah. Um I have never I've never had the uh the the joy of going to nerd prom yet but uh <laughs> yeah. um but it is but it is fascinating to to watch mm-hmm. because people people come in and they and like they so identify with their their favorite characters their favorite like from comic books and movies and stuff that they even go out and make elaborate costumes and, oh, and yeah. things like this and there's contests for this right, which is yeah.
0: It's called cosplay. Yeah. Yeah, and there's a huge culture around it.
1: Yeah.
0: People really... You know, I think there's part of us as Christians that hear something like that. Like, people go and dress up in these costumes. Like, isn't that sort of, like, um, lame at at best or unbiblical somehow? Well, well, but... But but I think there is... I mean, there's something to be said for, like, the excellence with which these people create these costumes. Yeah. Express their affection for, for... um you know these really imaginative and fun worlds i think you know we as christians need to reclaim fun to yes. some degree like there is yeah. value and beauty in in having fun with imaginative stories and things. and of course yeah. there's limits to all these things we oh, don't of want course. To dive into idolatry but um but you know i think god created us to to be creative and thoughtful and and um imaginative um try reading your bible without exa- exercising your imagination and it will be a really boring book
1: absolutely um,
0: so there you go <laughs> yeah very
1: very very good point there and you know just on that cosplay point too um one thing that we should keep in mind before um any of us get too mocking of it just remember if you go to together for the gospel and that's the only time you wear a bow tie. Mm-hmm.
0: You're doing it too.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah,
0: very true. Yeah.
1: Um, I don't wear a bow-, bow tie ever. I can't pull it off. I don't own so. a bow tie actually. No. Oh, no. there yeah. you go. There I you mean, go. I
0: think they're classy. But
1: sure. I, I mean, you know, there are some people who can rock it and yeah. it works. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I have a standard uniform and it's black and yeah. black shirt. <laughs> blue jeans and if i'm feeling dressy it's black dress pants yeah um with a black shirt there you go and it's amazing like johnny cash that's right that's right i got the johnny cash look going on it works for me um you know it also fits into another subset of of uh of pop culture
0: <laughs> yeah that's right that's
1: right yeah <laughs> yeah but uh so so i think i think it's interesting though that uh this this point that you've made that um, with nerd culture and pop culture um, tie-in points, just more broadly, that it all all comes back to um, this this one key thing, which is that we're wired for community. Mm-hmm. And so whatever we, we we always go and we search for for some central, point that we can connect with other human beings whether we're introverted or extroverted or, or however you want to define yourself yeah that this is something that we that is inescapable for us mm-hmm. so if we're not connected say we're not connected to the Christian faith or or and so we don't have and we don't have Christ as our as our central rallying point
0: mm-hmm.
1: we look we we create one somewhere yep But that doesn't mean that if Christ is is at our center that we can't engage with that as well. Right, yeah, Yeah.
0: absolutely. Yeah, because I think, you know, in large part, the reason why people are building community around board games or um, massively multiplayer online video games um, or things like that is in part because they haven't found a community that accepts them elsewhere. And some of those people, I mean, as we go, like, love thy nerd, um, and I worked for another organization called Game Church for six years, where we would go to nerd conventions and and share, um, be there to, to to point people to the love of Jesus. Um, you know, we found that a lot of people in these spaces, a lot of people who would kind of identify as geeks or nerds, um, have not found that specifically in the church. Like mm-hmm. they tried, yeah, they went to church, yeah, and they felt rejected by it because of them being. Kind of nerdy or different, um, yeah. and so I think you know I think there's a learning point there for the church about um, if we really believe that God's called us to love all people and to reach all people, and that you know like the um, the parable of the Good Samaritan, who's your neighbor? Well, well, everyone is, yeah. um, and and yeah. if that's the case, like how can what can we learn from these other cultures about maybe how our culture in our in our local churches yeah. um, might be more loving, might be more Christ-like. Um, you know, it's worth exploring at least. God's yeah, for sure. Crea- you know, God's created a world in which, um, you know, if we really believe, a lot of times these conversations go back to the image of God for me. Yeah. Um, if we really believe that doctrine, that all people are made in the image of God, then we're going to discover... Uh, truth and beauty and goodness mm-hmm. in all aspects of culture now of course there's brokenness there too and we need to acknowledge that yeah of course um, but this sort of mentality that um the world is always our enemy in every instance i think is not it's not biblical um yeah, y- yeah the, the world is broken and there's brokenness there that we don't want to celebrate but there's also truth and yeah. goodness in the world, in the natural world, and in our friends, and in the, th- the nerd properties that people create, you know, Star Wars and all these things. Like, yeah, there's there's some weird, um, like, I don't know, Buddhist influence in yeah, Star yeah. Wars, for instance. Yeah, there's some, there, uh, yeah. But there's in Star Wars, there's also this beautiful story of heroism and self-sacrifice, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of, um, and love, like the original trilogy, anyway. Yeah. It is this beautiful story about Luke loving his father. That's really what that trilogy is about. It's yeah. about a son's love for his father who is evil. <laughs> Which like there's a lot of gospel in that. Yeah, know? yeah, for so, sure. Um, I just sort of give that as an example of, of 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 what I'm talking about. But yeah.
1: Yeah, no, but that's a good that's a good point. Now, um, one of the things that we tend to do in uh, as Christians is. Maybe a better way to say it is when when we as Christians try to engage with popular culture we we tend to have one we tend to have one of three reactions to it we either wholesale reject it Mm -hmm. which leads to which leads to that disenfranchisement that um that you were discussing earlier that where you've been to these um these communities and you've tried and you've been working to share the love of christ with them um it hasn't been for lack of trying on their part to be part of the church for those who do believe already Mm -hmm. it's that we haven't done a good job of making them feel welcome. And so this is where we, but this also plays into how we, um, how we approach music and books and yeah. comic books and movies and, mm-hmm. and all of these things where we just, because, whether it's because of lack of experience, lack of time, um, e- just because it's easier, we just say these things are bad. Yeah, so go right. watch Christian movies instead. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if you yeah. dig Christian movies, okay, cool. Yeah. We're not going to judge Christian movies. Um, sure. Lifeway's, lifeways involved with a lot of Christian movies. Right. So we can't. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, not really.: but.
1: No. Um, no, what, I mean, I know I know people who, uh, sure. know people who yeah. are involved in making faith-based movies and they care about their craft a lot and um, so I don't want to I want to make sure that I'm over explaining here listeners (laughs) um, so that I'm not sounding too judgmental sorry Um, (laughs) on the flips but then there's the flip side um, too which is that we tend to go too far the other direction and we just unthinkingly get um, say oh yeah just do whatever you want go Mm -hmm. and you know go and consume whatever consume everything yeah. enjoy it it's all you know it's all good you're free in christ have fun yeah um that kind of thing and that's and that's foolish too yep yeah, absolutely um because if you're not thinking about what you're consuming you're allowing you're allowing things to influence you um in yeah. ways that may draw you farther away from christ mhm yeah um and true. may lead you into sin yeah so instead what we need to do is we need to actually engage with these things with wisdom. Mm -hmm. And so that's where, that's where the gospel really comes in into play with this. So uh, do you want to dig into that a little bit? Yeah.
0: So, um, I mean, that's a big part of what we're trying to do with the website of Mm -hmm. love My nerd is that we want to sort of demonstrate both to, um, ideally we try to, to hit this really difficult balance Mm -hmm. between producing content that would be winsome and interesting to people outside the church, but also informative and instructive to people inside the church about how to engage uh, culture yeah. responsibly. Um, and so, so yeah, I think we there, there's a huge problem in our culture of overindulgence, maybe is the word, Um, but I think maybe it's, it's a lack of, it's not just overindulgence, although that's true. Like we're constantly on our phones, we're constantly watching some trailer, we're constantly, uh, watching some TV show. Um, you know, Mm -hmm. binge watching is a common practice in in American households. (laughs) It is. Um, so we have plenty of media at our fingertips and we're, I think we're, we're fairly like addicted to it. Yeah. Um, but I think another problem with that is, is a lack of, we do it so much that we stop thinking about what we're doing. We stop um, processing and learning from and 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 um, breaking down what we've just seen. Yeah, you know, um, and so yeah, I think if you're gonna spend, uh, you know, I don't know, there's this new Cloak and Dagger uh, series out. If we're gonna spend a bunch of time watching the new Cloak and Dagger series. Um, I haven't seen it, so I don't know. If I, not this is not me vouching for it one way or the other. Yeah, but if you're gonna uh, if so gonna, you
1: guys know, Cloak and Dagger are two Marvel characters. Yeah. Um, so this is on some some streaming network, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's
0: uh, some ABC affiliate. I can't remember now. Yeah, I feel bad. It's but, okay. Uh,
1: they and, they're not sponsoring this podcast, yeah, no, so it's
0: not 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 yet. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so you know, if you're gonna spend the time watching it, like great, but. Maybe have a conversation with somebody after. Because yeah, I think it's really that simple. Yeah, and, and invite accountability into your life too. Like, um, I don't really watch any TV shows that I don't talk to my wife about. Yeah, you know, that's yeah. like sort of like a personal rule for me. Is like, like if I'm going to spend the time to watch something, let's let's have a conversation with my wife, who's also a, a believer, and we get to have a conversation about how does this relate to to our place in the world as followers of Jesus. Yeah, and how does this relate to? You know what in this what in this is good and true and beautiful, um, and and some of those truths are hard. Like I think sometimes yeah. we think just because there's dark things, yeah. Uh, and when I say dark things, I mean like you know there's content. There, sin is depicted in some way on screen mm-hmm. or in a video game or whatever that that makes that thing awful. Well, there's a lot of sin depicted in the Bible, uh, but the Bible is really honest about. The destructive nature of sin, yeah, and sometimes the the shows and things that we watch are really honest about, yeah, about the consequences of sinful behavior and that kind of thing, and that's something that, that can be good for us to see to to a certain extent. Now, there's certain things, certain sinful things we don't need to be seeing on screen. I think, yeah, as followers of Jesus, for me personally, um, I don't need to be seeing, um, you know, a bunch of nudity on nope. screen. Uh, that's not going to be good for my for my soul. Um, but, uh, but yeah, you know yeah. I just think we need to, to develop some, some parameters and, and make and, you know community and accountability are helpful in this regard. like yeah. go enjoy these things with other people. Um, I think one of the mistakes we often make with or one of the reasons sometimes we overindulge is because we don't um, we don't do it in community. We don't have yeah. people around us who are kind of like processing these things with us and helping us think through it in a Christianly manner.
1: Yeah. Yeah and I think I think to your point one of the one of the key things that we need to remember is with regard to depictions of sin is to to ask the question is this intentionally glorifying mm-hmm. sin is this saying right. that this is a good thing which is usually which is usually the case with films where films or tv shows that have um that are dealing with um sexual content and and things like this it's it's intended Mm -hmm. for this purpose right um whereas sometimes violence is just is sometimes it's there just to be gratuitous as well right and so we need to we need to think carefully about that in the Mm -hmm. same way Um, but in other times it's just it's it's there because it's part of the reality right or um or it's a necessary a necessary movement yeah. toward mm-hmm. whatever the end goal in the plot is. yeah, um, that's not me trying to justify watching violent movies. but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you know, one of the things that that we've had to wrestle with has also been as parents um, has yep. been um, remembering that our memories of what we watched as children may are colored. A little bit. So we've quick so in general at my house we have the rule that um that my experience as a child is not the baseline of normal Mm -hmm. because it was not. Um it was actually pretty far from. Um but that's a whole nother podcast. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah, I'm curious (laughs) now. Yeah, but
1: uh um I'll tell you some stories offline. (laughs) Sounds good. (laughs) (laughs) But um but the but when it comes to when it even comes to movies that you know if you grew up in the if you grew up in the the mid to late 80s that you probably would have watched like back to the future and the mm-hmm. goonies et yeah. e. and things like this um we actually need to pay attention to what's in, in them <laughs> yeah. cuz it's like i went back and i watched um i like and i mean i love back to the future it's uh-huh. one of my favorite movies yeah. um, partly because I saw it when I was you know a kid a sure. kid yeah. so um, but I was watching and I'm like man and I was and I was thinking man it's gonna be so good to be able to watch with, with my daughter with my mm-hmm. with my son when he's old enough with my other daughter if she's interested um, and then I'm like oh my gosh there is so much cussing in this movie <laughs> and I mean yeah I believe it you know and I mean that's not like our baseline uh, of everything um but it's still one of those things that it's like okay we it's like okay if we're gonna if we're gonna watch this movie at some point together um we actually have to explain some language issues when we watched E.T. I got surprised by some um fairly substantial amounts of um of questionable language coming out of the mouths of small children yeah. in the film. Right. Yep, and I remember that. <laughs> it was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah.
0: We didn't have rose colored glasses about our own past experiences. I yeah. think, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, um, and then there's when things take a turn. So we actually just this past, past week, we had to say, okay, kids, you're not actually allowed to watch this show anymore mm-hmm. because the producers decided to make a shift in the content um to some things that we fundamentally disagree with as yeah. um, as believers. Uh, sure. <laughs> so and not that we want to create a fear culture. It's just, guys, we we have to have a different kind of conversation about this. And I have to mm-hmm. do this with I have to do this a lot with my with my oldest, my oldest with comic books. Yeah, because um, I love comic books. I've always loved comic books. All my kids love comic books. There are so few all-ages comic books. Yeah. So if any um, of you listening, <laughs> if any yeah. of you happen to work in that industry, please make something <laughs> for yeah. all ages. Well, when
0: I think about it, too, from... From uh, the perspective of a dad, those kind of things as well, because there's a lot in nerd culture. As the fo- I have two daughters and a son who's he's he's really young. He's nine months. Mm-hmm. But my daughters are four and seven. Yep. And uh, and so there's a lot of depictions in pop culture, but also nerd culture in particular of of women that I'm not crazy about. Um,
1: mm-hmm. women,
0: are, women are constantly objectified, I think, and a lot of. It's getting better in comics, even yeah. and in nerd culture. Like, there's more of a uh, awareness that the way women are drawn in comics now um, shouldn't be only sexualized. Yeah, like, I think that's changing, but it's still there's,
1: there's still, still a long, way to go. Yeah, there's still a long ways um, to go, and yeah. so I
0: just think those kind of things need to be aware of. Like, yeah, um, uh, you know. Is, because I, I think about it even with like things like princess movies with my daughters. You yeah. know, like uh, we tend to think of those as, oh, those are both perfectly fine. But, um, mm. you know, you, you start to think about, uh, you know, I'm going to ruin a Disney movie for your listeners here. But something like uh, Beauty and the Beast. And you have a woman who is like locked up in a room and basically abused, like at least verbally, by this yeah. man that she doesn't even know. Yeah. And like... And we and, and she falls in love with them like yep. it's Stockholm syndrome basically a little
1: bit yeah uh, a little bit
0: <laughs> but you know we, so we need to you know we need to process out what are these what are the messages being sent to our kids and right um, you know as we learn to discern what we're the media that we're, con, we're consuming we're watching and try to process as follower, followers of Jesus um, we also have to do that with our kids too yeah like I think a lot of times uh, we don't watch any of the same stuff our kids do. Um, and I think that's, that's, that's a problem. Like find some, some, some things you can watch together and talk about it. Yeah. I think that's a really good step for parents out there. It might be.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. We, um, yeah, we, we've gotten to the point where our kids joke about it, um, with, with us, Mm -hmm. um, with whatever they're watching, whether it's star Wars or my little pony, um, that, um, they're like. They like they'll just make fun of us a little bit. It's like yes, Mm -hmm. we know. (laughs) No, this is not going to make us, you know, little heathens who, you know, worship demons.
0: Like there's, with my daughters at least. uh, My son's you know too young to be watching shows anyway Mm in nine months. But with my daughters at least, I've even found there's some ways I can find some shows that we both like. Yeah, you know that we both enjoy. Um and and uh, you know and that that makes it um also a good way to kind of um control your overconsumption to some degrees it if does you're, you're making if you're prone to that do this with your kids yeah and and watch things that you know yeah. you can watch together yeah.
1: yeah but and on and on top of that it's it's just an extra it's an extra bonding moment yeah you're creating a good memory with them sure. so yep. if if you guys if you guys are watching if you guys have a a show or a movie um that you like to go that that you do like so my my oldest daughter now she's my mo- she's my my go-to movie date nice. um which is which is great because yeah. uh, um she's old enough to watch you know most of the superhero movies now mm-hmm. um you know so my, and my wife she likes them but she doesn't really care that she doesn't go to she day. doesn't like going to the movies yeah <laughs> so um so she so if she has the choice of that or anything else she usually wants to do anything else yeah and um But for me, it's just, it's, it's a great time to just spend some time with my daughter. And Mm -hmm. so we go and we hang out and we just have a good time together. And, and it's, and it's, it's one of those things that we can't, we can't miss is Mm that, um, that even when it's that there's no such thing as a movie that's going to line up with your worldview. There's no such thing as a book that's going to perfectly line up. No such thing. Christian
0: movies and books. Exactly. Like as we put the Christian label on something. Right. None of
1: them will perfectly work, Mm -hmm. but all of them create an opportunity to build a relationship with someone Mm -hmm. else. Yeah.
0: So, yep. And we're always consuming. Um, I use the word consuming too much, but I think we're we're seeing someone's view yeah. of the world, and that can be really valuable. And I think sometimes we think of worldview in too wooden of a ways, as if like what we're seeing on screen is depicting someone's belief system. Yeah. Yes, that happens. Yeah. But also, we're 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 seeing someone's experience. We're, yeah. We're witnessing someone's. Um, story yeah you know uh someone's experience of the world that we live in and and that can be really valuable that can produce empathy um i think video games can be really good at this like teaching us empathy um there's a game that i wouldn't necessarily recommend to young to young people but but to older people there's a game called Papo and yo that this it's a puzzle platforming video game Mm -hmm. but it's based on this Guy's true story about his relationship with his alcoholic father. Mm-hmm. And so the game's puzzles and things depict what it's like to be a child
1: mm. um, who's
0: afraid of his father. Um, that's something I've never experienced. Yeah. You know, I have no idea what it's like. Yeah. But playing that game gives me a small window into that kind of experience so that I can have more empathy, more love for mm-hmm. people who have gone through that kind of situation. Um, so you know again, we need to be careful about how much we watch and what we watch and, and what we consume and that kind of thing, but we also I think need to um, we need to be willing to see to accept the way someone else sees the world, their experiences, yeah, so that we can love them, yeah, and be in a position where we might uh, might point them you know to the hope that we have,
1: yeah. Awesome, Drew. I think that's a great place for us to to leave off today. Um, and thanks for so thanks so much for joining me. Yeah, today absolutely. on the podcast, was this was fun. a lot of fun. Yeah. And um, guys, um, yeah, if you wanna wanna get more insights into how to. Um, show the love of jesus to nerd culture um check out lovethynerd.com yep and um yeah yeah it's a it's a great website there's lots of really good things that are that are starting there um and we will talk to you next time um here on the hero of the story thanks
0: thank you thanks for listening to the hero of the story presented by the gospel project a family of resources revealing how all Scripture gives testimony to Jesus. Learn more at gospelproject.com.